with my family when the stars burst oh so brightly everywhere I go I see you everywhere I go I see you now I can hear Randy point to Randy she's my brother I can hear Heather point to Heather say that's my sister that's my sister so yes but I can't hear you. So give me more of your voice. Here we go. In the nighttime, to find that when the stars were so bright, everywhere I go, I see you. I need you to answer a question. Tell the answer to the people beside you or behind you or in front of you. Answer this question. What was one of your craziest pajamas that you wore as a child? I wore Huckleberry Hound back in the 50s. Yeah, I know I'm not old. Yeah. yeah, tell your neighbor. What was one of the craziest pajamas? Or who was your superhero favorite? What was the cartoon show you preferred? Who's your favorite cartoon show? It's vacation Bible school, PBS here at Liberty Church. How many of you been familiar with the Mr. J band before? I gotta know if I'm talking to Okay, okay. Others of you have no idea what's going on. You came to Liberty Lake with me. It would be a normal service for us, anything but. But I want to make sure that you know we didn't come here to do a show for you today. We kind of gave came to give you a report of what your congregation has invested in because we're one of your missionaries. And for the past 10 weeks, we've been up and down the West Coast from Palm Springs to San Francisco to Gilroy, right before the shooting, we were there. Then we went on to the High Sierras. We went all the way to my home church in Seattle, and we came to you this week. And this morning, you're going to hear a little bit about what we're going to do with the children starting tomorrow. At what time? 915. I need you to remember that because tomorrow at 915, your watch is going to go off, your phone is going to go off, and it's going to say start praying now. Some of you have those kind of digital devices, and I'm not kidding. Before the service is done, I want you to set a 915 alarm for Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday. Tell your neighbor what time to set the alarm for. Go ahead. There. So it goes beep, beep, beep at work. Because this is going to be one of the first songs that we teach the boys and girls. In my quiet times, when I'm in the Word, I hear a whisper. It's your voice, it's your voice. Everywhere I go, I see you.
some southern accent from the driest part of Why am I picking on Josiah? Because he was singing every word. Oh, yeah. He was doing this, sitting up straight, singing every word. Josiah, pick out three prizes. Yes, he's got some inflatable monsters there. Oh, wait, Josiah, look for the tattoos, because you can pick me up a tattoo on your dad's forehead. Oh, he's an Okay, yeah. So you, you get a wet washcloth with your mom and put that on your dad's forehead this afternoon, okay? Sing with me. Everywhere I go, I see you. 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 Really? Really? Yeah. Everywhere you go? Because I know that some of you have some places in your head. Did I just throw this into your face? I I know there are some places where you live where you sometimes go, I don't know if Jesus is in that place. Might be a dark place for some of you. It might be the dark bedroom, maybe the monster bedroom's under your bed. Raise your hand if you at one time believed there was a monster under your bed. Yeah, yeah. There's still dust out there. See in your house. We're going to go there a little bit more, but I want to do a, a song that the band didn't know I'm going to do today and say, uh oh. Uh oh. Yeah, I was supposed to do a song for grown ups, but can I just do songs for kids today? Because these are not kid stuff stuff. So don't don't get pounded on now. We should just sing regular worship songs. I want to show you what we do when we teach a song that has replaced if you're happy and you know it, clap your hands. Been all over the world on mission trips. I've been with Dr. Graham, his son, and uh, everywhere I went, I could always sing that one song in any language. Every child on earth knows what to do. So I hate that song. <laughs> so instead, I wrote a new one. It's just called Good Day. Let me get my guitar set up to where it's supposed to be. Sing this. It's going to be a good day. Put your hands up like my brother Randy has, okay? When he claps. Are you ready, Josiah? You need to put the book down, put the pencil down. There we go. You two, sir, put the coffee cup down. <laughs> you don't think I'm watching. Put your hands like this. Get them in the ready position. I'm a grandpa myself, and some of you are already going, is this ever going to be church today? And I'm telling you, we're already there. I just want you to have a heart. What's going to happen starting tomorrow at what time? It's not like we started and we finally get to the Bible being open. In the language of these boys and girls, especially a boy who comes tomorrow because his mother said, you got to go because I say so, that's why. And he comes tomorrow, and the first thing the guy does is wears his purple pants, and he opens up his Bible and says, boys and girls, you know, is that going to reach that boy and girl right out the gate? Probably not. So this is where we're going tomorrow. Sing it with me. It's going to be a good day. I feel like clapping my hands like this. Good. Oh, it's trickier than that, Josiah. You can't just clap, clap. You gotta go. Clapping my hands like this. And then stop. Are you ready? These wrinkled people behind you are having a difficult time. Oh, it's gonna be a good 
to the edge and probably some of us jump over the edge. And I woke up this morning going, I got a God who loves me even when I'm an ordinary old pastor. Again. And on this night, it's gonna be a good day. I feel like clapping my hands like this. Come on, it feels good. I feel like clapping my hands like this. Does it cost anything? It 
Oh, that's it. It's free for the kids. Free for the kids. Wow, we're gonna hit that hard today then, because yes. some of you got a phone call with us this afternoon. Hey, we'll come by and pick your kids up on our way to church. Absolutely. Every place we go, when they offer it for free, some moms are just going, "Thank you, Jesus." Other kids are going to be saying forever because you make a call this afternoon because it starts at what time tomorrow? Nine fifteen. Kristen, tell us more. How, if they did want to get your child signed up today, what would they do? We're one of your missionaries. You got a missionary that you support in China. Uh, Dr. Wu, I believe, is the name. Another missionary uh, in Costa Rica who actually does mission work through a business that they do. And you should know that in world missions, that's the cutting edge right now. That is more often done than just sending out preachers and teachers to go plant the church. It's to put a business plan in a place. Uh, my, my wife and I support a, a, a gentleman who has introduced a strand of soybeans that has never been grown in the steppes of Russia. And they're having tremendous success financially, and it supports their ministry, but also in um, non-believers seeing that Christians aren't just about laughing over the head of the Bible first, but sometimes it's fun to live alongside you. So I commend what you're doing in Costa Rica. And today I'm going to tell you a little bit as we travel through this service about what you've been investing in this summer. We started back at the very end of May. I loaded up 12,000 pounds of trailer and left my home in Seattle to go to Palm Springs in June, which is usually a blazing heat, and it never got over 95 this year. But you had, you had a cool summer here too, didn't you? So we spent a week of 12 to 16 hour days repainting, reproducing the whole show, and launched out on tour the second week of June in the Bay Area in a little church that meets in a junior high school in Clinton, California. And since then, every week we've been in front of a crowd of boys and girls telling the story of there's a monster under my bed. My team wrote this story right after the buildings fell in New York City in 2001. We've been here before, in fact, we've done it at least once, maybe twice here at the video. And it tells the story of my brother Randy, who you met before, and my sister Heather, and the monster that lives under his bed. Maybe he'd bite my head off if I was scared of him, but I'm not scared of him because I'm a big kid and you're just a little kid. I'm not little. Well, then we'll explain to you this week how to turn on the 
Say it. Turn on the light. Say it again. Turn on the light. In fact, it's the first purifier for Monday at 915. Take a look at the screen up here. That person over there, we call him Digidude. On the count of three, say, hit it, Digidude. One, two, three. Hit it, Digidude. That was very lame. He has bad hearing. One, two, three. Hit it, Digidude. Read the golden letters, moms and dads, boys and girls. Read them right up there. One, two, go. Turn on the light. Drive out the night. There will be a quiz at the end of this day to see if you memorize them. So listen carefully. Turn on the light. Drive out the night. Here's how you remember it. Hook your fingers like this. This is a sign for friend or best friend. I like to say, when I ask Jesus to be my best friend, he turns on the light. Say it. He turns on the light. Go like this. Okay? So say, turn on the light. Turn on the light. Drive out the night. Are you going to always have a happy day when you fall in love with Jesus and he's your best friend? No. Raise your hand if you had a sad day this week. I had a disappointment in my life this week, too. And in the midst of that darkness, he turns on the and he drives out the It's the first fear fighter. Now, to show you a little bit of what it'll sound like tomorrow, you so confused, boys and girls, so this is just going to be pretend. Don't be scared. If your dad's scared, you might cry. But it sounds like this when the monster starts to come out from under the bed. And now your dad's going to scare you. And then the wind comes out. And the thunder rolls. And the monster growls. Is it real, Josiah, or is it pretend? It's just pretend. You want to go make the thunder sound? You can? Want to? Yeah, come with me. Yeah. Heather, take one minute. Show Josiah how to scare everybody in the crowd. Everybody has to be careful, Josiah. Josiah, teach Josiah how to make the monster growl sound. Now take your one finger. Go ahead, Josiah. Give it up for Josiah right there. Josiah, how we going to sound like the screaming grandmother right here? This is the screaming grandmother. Yeah, she's screaming. <laughs> and now, make the sound of the monster laughing, Josiah. <laughs> it's just pretend. Give Josiah a hand as he sits down. <laughs> the reason I tell you that is you are going to get a mom who pushes back and says, My, my, my five year old is scared to be cheated on by your little stinking monster out of the bed. So we walk them carefully through how to make the sounds and how the monster that's about to come out from under the bed, is he real or not? No, he's not real. I've got a pretend TV station I want to show you. It's called ESPN. Raise your hand if you get ESPN. Okay, yeah, everyone's scared of Perpetual Night is the network. And, and you got to sit for something else. Yeah, and the number one show on ESPN is Scare Center. Yeah, here it comes right now. Yeah, everybody scream! Ah! Everyone's scared of perpetual night. See, it's on television. It must be real. Incredible! Encore! Wait, oh baby! 
The Toronto Trolls have taken over first place. Oh, the Trolls, the Trolls. <laughs> but wait, the Vermont Vampires are co-fined. Wait, we take a bite from second place. Close behind the Vampires in third are the Bay City Boogeymen. Oh, get your boogie on, baby. <laughs> the Bay City Boogers are waiting to take a fight with the Detroit Dragons. Get it? Are you finished? In continuing their dismal season, are the Wall Wall Monsters in last place? Last place, they're in the cellar. Your tanking monsters, get your game on. I'm Tiffany Green, and you're watching Scare Center. Remember, monsters, turn off the light. So if... The monster, by the way, his name is Walter, but I'm gonna call him Mumble and you'll find out. Hang in there, moms and dads. I'm showing you this stuff to show you how we set up our Bible teaching starting tomorrow morning. Mumble is gonna come crawling out from the bed right now. Everybody be prepared. Do you think he's any good at scaring? No. Well, he's no good at scaring. Do you think it's a real monster? Yeah. You know what it is? It's my brother Wayne. He went backstage and he changed into a monster costume and he's going to come out and pretend to be scared. So you have to pretend to be scared. Everybody, show me your scary face. So if Mumble were happened to sneak out, there he is. That's almost music right there. So any moment he might sneak out from underneath underneath the bed over. I'm not scared. I don't have to be scared at all. Yeah! <laughs> Everybody say hi, Mumble! Donald, good great. It's you! Yep. I'm supposed to be working on your little brother, but that's not going to be very easy with you hanging out here. I know. And another thing. What? My name is Walter. Thank you very much. Then how come, look at his shirt, boys and girls. How come it says M, say it, M-U-M-B-L. What does that spell, boys and girls? Yes, 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 but you know that that stands for monsters under my bed lid. Mumble, mumble, mumble. Stumbling, mumbling, mumbling. We don't, no, no, I'm going to say don't go away. We were just having a little fun. You don't have to get all mad about it. No, no, I'm not mad. It's just that the coach is really getting on me for not being scary business. Everybody else here is better than I can. Coach says that if I don't start picking it up, we're not going to make it into the black ball. And it sure doesn't help that you're not afraid of me anymore. <laughs> no, look at me, boys. Look here, girls. All I had to do was turn on the No, 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 you're mistaken. You mean that when you figured out how not to be afraid of me, you could turn your lights off. No, you're mistaken. I'm not talking about turning off the light. I'm talking about, no. When I turned on the light, I found you weren't so scared. Jay, 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 I don't mean to be disagreeable, but I think you're confusing the point. What? You see, as a monster, it's my job to scare kids. Yeah. And one of the ways we know we're doing a good job is when a kid is afraid of the dark. Yeah. Because when it's dark, yeah. that's when scary monsters like me come out from under the bed and we do our scariest work. So, when a kid has to turn on the lights, yeah. I know I've got him right where I want him. Yeah. But when you got brave enough to turn off your no. lights... Oh, no, everybody say, wait, Mumble. Wait. You're the one who's confuzzled now. <laughs> I am not talking about turning off the lights. I'm talking about turning 
commuted every weekend away from my troop because he's a music pastor at his church in Bakersfield, California. This is our first weekend where we've had him with us on a Sunday morning to sing. Some of you may know this song. It's a popular Christian worship song. I ask that you may not have done it here as Liberty Lake, but learn it from him now. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. 
two weeks ago. And this Jesus you sing about is my only hope. He's the only life in my life. I know it, but my friends here at camp who don't live with their parents don't. And you should know. He's married his finger on my chest. You should do something about that. So I had a chapel this weekend. This Tegan changed our chapel service that night because spirit fell on that woman. I'm not telling you that every boy and girl understood, but those boys and girls who come from a family that is split, were all shaking their heads and had tender hearts on that night. You guys were there. It was just two weeks ago. 350 campers in an outdoor amphitheater with Tegan and these, these musicians and artists that we had Liberty Lake Church wanted us to be and spin your name and say, that was your fault. You guys behind your backs or behind the scenes, I should say, don't even realize where that investment goes into the work that I do. Four or five years ago, I tell the story every time I come here, but I want you to hear my heart on it. Four or five years ago, in the midst of what happened here at Liberty Lake, the church could not afford us anymore. So I got a timid call from 
the leadership that's a little bit here about going right back. Because our children's going to be kind of full. And it wasn't but, I don't know, a week or two later when they called back and said, we changed our mind. The missions team has decided to adopt you and want to fund it for children's ministry in this place. That's where your ministry of mission is doing. And you do the, the TVs that were at our events this summer. They know the blessing of Liberty Lake and the wealth of the The second fear fighter is incredible. It looks like this. Fear fighter number two. Say it with me. Say, hit it if you need. One, two, three! Say, fight with the light. I learned in my second week that preschoolers, when they heard this, it means that you should take the light and hit people with it. It doesn't mean that. It means you take the word of God, you take the light, say it. You take the light and you use it to battle darkness in your own life. So pretend with me right now. Everybody in the room, this includes everybody. You don't even have to pretend. Inside your head, I'm not going to make you confess to your neighbor. What's something that scares you in the upcoming week? In this coming week, something that scares you. I've got a, my youngest daughter who's 18. I'm celebrating with my son who's turning 21 on Thursday evening when I get off at 2. And I've got my own set of fears about what next week will hold for me. Do you have something in your head that you know that you're afraid of? Is that what you have some? Yeah? Josiah? What are you scared of something? A slimer. He's a ghost, yeah? You know when I was your age? I believe that there was a giant eyeball of it in my head. Yeah. And every night until I was 11 years old, I saw it was all fake. Was it real? No. But I saw in my mind this eyeball of hell stare at me from the ceiling. And it scared the bejesus out of me. So everybody's got something in their brain right now that you're scared of. I'm going to give you a weapon that we're going to teach the boys and girls about this week. Everybody wave your hands like this. Go ahead. Wave your hands like this and say, these are the lights we need. In your church bulletin today, you're going to pull it out now with a pencil. You've got homework to do. Right now, grab this bulletin, find the insert. Oh, yeah, yeah, I've got, yeah, we've got people here that don't have them, right there. If you don't have one of these, you need one now. Find the page right over here, Cassie. I don't need to get some people over here. If you don't have one, please grab one. Also, I know we put extra pencils in the chairs today. You're going to need a pencil. Now, sit up straight in the front row because I'm going to give out a prize right now. If you've seen Mr. J before, he always wears something unusual on his costume. Trevor, do you remember what it is? It's a rubber chicken. I always have a keychain that is a rubber chicken. Everybody say, that's odd. But my sister, my friend Maria, who's dressed up like a frogger, everybody say, ribbit. Ribbit is going to pass out a rubber chicken to the person who's sitting on the straightest right now, Trevor. Oh, they are. And if you're sitting in the front row, you can win the what? What's your, what's your name? Hi, Kylie. Sit up straight like this, and you might win the rubber chicken. But right now, it's your dad who's winning the rubber chicken because he's sitting straighter than you. Everybody shake your, shake your hand at Taylor's dad like that and say, Don't stay out of my chicken coop. Stay out of my chicken coop. Sit up straight. Looking like this. 
The first of the four ones is coming up right here. One chapter. Say it. Yeah, I'm going to teach this all the way down to the four-year-olds. They're going to learn how to do this. And we're going to do it this morning for part of our sermon today. If you've got the insert, you turn to the page that says Quiet Time A at the top. Show me that page right now. Will you help them out, Don? Stop your seat. Find the one that says Quiet Time A. If you have it, prove it to me. Show it to me, Scott. Right here. There we go. There we go. If you've got it, say, I got it. I got it. So wave your hand over it and say, one chapter. One chapter. Now tell your neighbor or the people behind you or in front of you. I see you. Yeah, I see you. Tell the people in front of you, what chapter do I want you to read in the next five minutes? Psalm. Do you have to read Psalm 28? No. Do you have to read Psalm 26? No. Just three verses of Psalm 27. Don't start yet because I need you to know what to do. So far, Father, who's wearing your mother's jacket, boy or girl? Is it a wrinkled girl or a, or a young girl? Oh, don't point at who it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. After you read one chapter, you do this you take a pencil, there we go, and you write down one verse. You take your pencil. And you underline and write down your favorite verse. If you understand, say, I get it. I get it. Now, I want to show you how to do it because I got some younger ones in the room right now. Now, moms and dads, some of you have kids who are going to need help writing. It's not cheating if your mom does the reading, okay? Everybody, take a look at Psalm 27, first three verses. And I'm going to read you my favorite verse. I'm not going to tell you what it is. As soon as you figure out what verse I'm reading, you go, okay? As soon as you figure out what verse I'm reading, Scan it right now, Josiah. Trevor, are you looking? Okay, I'm going to start reading from this page. You have to find what I'm after. So look at the words. And when you figure out what I'm after, you go. Do you understand? Okay, here we go. My favorite part is when my whole world blows apart. And sometimes it feels like that. You put, some of you are figuring it out. You put me back together, Jesus. If you figured out what the number is on my verse, say that number right now. Verse number three. Yeah. Find the part that says, when my whole world blows apart. If you've got it, put your finger on it right now. Now read it to me, Trevor. Read it to me, everybody. When my whole world blows apart, and sometimes it feels like that, you put me back together, Jesus. In a moment, you're going to do the same thing. My job is to write it down. Point to Mr. J and say, write it down, old man. So what, you read it to me because I'm re looking at the right here. What does it say? When my whole, whole world, keep going, blows apart, uh, blows apart, and sometimes it feels like that. You put me back together, Jesus. Did it take me forever to write it down? No. No. And you guys in the front row, if you want to get help from your mama or daddy or whoever brought you here today, you can jump back there and do it with them now. Read one chapter, write down one verse, and then I want you to write down one prayer about your verse. Some of you in this room have had your whole world blown apart. I'm telling you that something that I told you last year, but it's even better news this year. Two years ago, my family blew apart as my daughter became addicted to alcohol. And I drove through your community many a time because the treatment center was in Montana. So I would do the I-90 run for hours just to see my little girl. She's two years sober, 
And Jesus is then leading us back together. She wrote me yesterday in a text message and said, Dad, I know you're close to where I recovered from alcoholism, and I'm praying for your ability to speak. Your job is to write down a prayer after you've written down your favorite verse. Repeat after me. One chapter. One chapter. One verse. One verse. One prayer. One prayer. And then you're going to give it away to one person. You're going to share it with somebody who's not in your family. Everybody say, oh. Oh. So Scott cannot turn to his wife next door and say, here's my favorite verse. He's got to turn to somebody who's not in his family. We're going to do this right now. We're going to do this entire page. One chapter, one verse, one prayer, one person. It'll take you about 12 minutes. Okay, go to it now. Go ahead. Read one chapter, Psalm 27, verses 1 through 3. Go ahead. Yeah. Some parents are reading it out loud to their kids. That's easy too. Go ahead. You got time. As long as you have to say, still reading, that's good. Start to share your favorite verse with your neighbors. Some of you have finished, and what I want you to do as a family now, or if you're alone, pray silently, but if you're with the family, pray out loud the verse or verses that you pick. For instance, I'm going to scooch over by Scott because he and his wife have posted me many times when I've been in town. And what Scott's going to do is he's going to pray his verse over me and over his wife in just a moment. And you're going to take the verse that you chose and pray it over the people next to you. Do that now. Go, go, pray out loud. Pray for the people next to you. What you pick, son? 
Thank you for participating. I know I'm outside of your normal box, but we do this every day with four-year-olds, with seven-year-olds, with 11-year-olds. Remember Tegan? Tegan's book on the day when he put his finger on my chest, he shared it with me and it said, Dear Light of the World, I don't know if you're around anymore. My dad moved out two weeks ago. And then his next paragraph said, but I don't have anywhere else to go. So why does the world shine? So if you think the stuff we do is just silliness and kid stuff, I wish you could sit on this right chair as kids come forward. It's kind of like being Santa Claus. They come forward to sit up on the chair and they share what they've found and what they've read. And it's amazing. Let's take a moment just now to do something. And maybe you've done it before, Shane, but we're going to pray all about at the same time. That means everybody in the room that's comfortable with it. And I'm going to challenge some of you who aren't comfortable to speak up. You don't have to be polite. Everybody in the room is going to pray at the same time. For the boys and girls who are going to be on this floor, for the Josiahs, for the Trevors, and those kids that are going to be in this room this week. If you've never done this kind of thing before, here's what you could do. You could be praying for the rides of the kids who haven't been invited yet. You could pray for the kids and the families that haven't even planned to come yet but they'll be invited this afternoon. You could pray for your church family kids, the kids who've seen me seven times already, and they may need to have a new filling of God this week when they turn on the light. I'm not going to tell you what else to pray for. You do it for me now. We're going to go on for about a minute. So get ready. On your mark, get set, out loud. Let's pray. Go. Thank you for the boys and the boys and the Lord, we don't want You light of the world to take hold of us. We specifically call the pastors for the sacrament of Jesus' phone call that moms would change their plans for dad to provide transportation. The boys and girls who are coming in the light of the world to call this At the last minute, walk through these doors and give us light of the We pray for the amount of tears that are moving. The dozens of people that are going to be sitting on the floor. The crowds of the sky, Easy song to learn. We're going to teach it to your boys and girls. The words of Fill Me Up goes like this Fill me up, fill me up. I'm a long way from home. 
And I don't want to lose my way. Fill me up, fill me up. You're the best thing I've got as I travel along life's way. You try it. Fill me up, fill me up. I'm a long way from home. And I don't want to lose my way. Sit up straight, boys. Girls, Josiah, look at the people behind you and say, sing louder. Josiah just told you to sing louder. Here we go. Fill me up, fill me up. I'm a long way from home, and I don't want to lose my head. Fill me up, fill me up. You're the best thing I've got as I travel along life's way. Because I'm a chicken nut round on a full of busy day, and I started at sunrise. So I opened the book and I take a good look. I want to see your eyes. Know where you live. I know who you are. Please draw me close. And don't go too far. Your turn. Fill me up. You guys go. Fill me up. I'm a long way to And I know I'm Terry's breakfast place down the track this morning. I left one of my Bibles there and my coat there, and the waitress called me up because I'm a regular there when I left on the track. And she said, I don't know who you are, but I know whose book this is. And uh, it struck me this morning to speak a little more aggressively to grown-ups in this room who maybe never had a, a habit of being on the word baby. Now, you know who you are. You tried it, and it's Work for a month and then it fails, and then you feel guilty, and then you try to get back into it. Some of you start on page one and try to get to page 2000, and holy cow, you get the Chronicles and you crash and burn. Some of you are shaking your head like you've done that before. So, if I could give you that simple mnemonic, which is one chapter, one verse, one prayer, one person. That last one was the big one, the last one is huge. You find a family member, a co worker, Pastor named Shane, your staff will know that I write them occasionally because I write all the staff for the churches where we play at with one verse that I find and send it to them just to say, I'm still in the word and I'm praying that you'll be in the word. This week, boys and girls like Josiah, like Trevor, and others are going to be challenged to stay in the Bible for the next 21 days. So I look you in the eye and I say, What if when you saw Trevor again next week? Am I giving that right? The name is Trevor, right? Because the, these people in the room are going to come up to you this week and say, how's it going, Trevor? What day are you on? And you're going to say, I'm on day four. What day are you on? Because he's going to get a challenge to stay in the Bible for how many days? So what if next Sunday you said, what day are you on, Trevor? And he says, I'm on day four. And you can say, me too. I'm in the word right there with you. I'd love to hear from Linda right next to you that, holy cow, there were 200 of us that stayed in the word for more than Let's pray about that right now. Father God, I pray for, I know I've mentioned you a lot, so I won't say your name, Trevor. Um, I pray for boys and girls that they take the challenge this week. That there's a father in this house who knows right now he could use an extra dose of you, Jesus, every day. That you challenge him to be in the Word the next 21 days. 
for Pastor Shay and I pray. I know that Yahweh reads the words you get ready to preach, but I pray, Lord, that his discipline and his alone time with you would just blossom. It has nothing to do with preaching or teaching, but simply about you loving our Lord Jesus. Fill this cup, Pastor Don's too. That when they come to this place, people in this place would say, I want something of what they got. I want that light of the world in my life. Say amen. amen. Say wow, sir. So far, you've heard two fear fighters. So before the mornings go up, Don, I need you to tell you what the fear fighter is going to be on, t- on Wednesday. It's the big one. Wednesday. What day? Wednesday. 9.15. Actually, we won't get to this fear fighter until a little bit after 9.30. On the count of three, say, hit it. Did you do? One, two, three. Read the golden letters. You cannot lose the light. And there are some of you in this room at age 63 who don't aren't quite sure you believe that because you know what happened the other decades. And trust me, there are boys, there will be girls here this week, who when they hear this, their heart will go on. Because he loves you when you're bad. Do you know that? He loves you when you're mad. He loves you when you're sad and when you're glad. The truth is he can't stop loving you. They're going to hear a song from my mom my mom comes out now. Remember, you met my sister Heather, right? You want to meet my mom? She's right over there. Say, hi, mom. Hi, mom. She looks an awful lot like my sister Heather, doesn't she? <laughs> she does. Mom, on Wednesday, what day? Wednesday. On Wednesday, she's not going to sing a song called You Cannot Lose My Love. And she's going to teach it to you right now so you can do a little bit of we're going to do the simple reading of Sitting up straight, looking at them. Everybody say, these aren't the lights we need. These aren't the lights we need. Take it away, Mom. Take it away, Mom. Many things can 
down into your heart so that it comes out of your mouth. Finally, today we learned, or I should say on Wednesday we will learn, you cannot lose the light, which means it's not about us behaving better. It's not about us being perfect. It's about him who says, before creation was made true, I knew your name, I spoke your name into being. When I died on the cross, I knew you, Christmas Day, would be here and would it be late with you and you and Josiah, you tomorrow. And this week we're going to find out that not only can we turn on the, not only can we fight with the, not only we cannot lose the, but the last one, the fourth pure fire, goes like this. On the count of three, say hit it, hit it, then one, two, three! Read it, all the letters, one, two, go! We're going to find out that these boys and girls, not Mr. J, these boys and girls can turn on the light in the Ruby Lake or Spokane Valley or Post Falls. If I show up at, their, at your neighbor's door, do you have any friends in your neighborhood? Okay, okay. So what if I went to your friend's house with my purple pants and my rubber chicken and I said, hey, turn on the light. What would your friend do? Probably slam the door. But what if you, what if you said to your friend this afternoon, there's something cool happening at my church, and it's just like wild. There'll be candy, there'll be fun, there'll be games, and there'll be a weird man in his pants. Your friend might come with you, and you can help me shine the light. I've been wanting to teach you the biggest song, the loudest song. We don't need an acoustic guitar, so we won't hit the grown-ups. That's exploding. It's going to be the last song of the day after Pastor Shane gives us a blessing on this very unusual Sunday morning. Shane, would you come and pray for this week at BBS and also for recovery for the people who are totally in shock about this morning? <laughs> oh, wait, we don't have a microphone that works. You're just going to let it fly. Right? Yeah, let's pray. Father, thank you for Mr. Day. Thank you for the band. Thank you for the privilege of ministering to the youth in Ruby Lake in this area. God, I would ask that you would go ahead of us, that you would prepare the hearts of the kids, of the staff, that you would reach the homes and the families who have not been invited, who have not heard yet. And Father, whatever place we fill uh, this next week, that your word would go out, that your light would shine, and that the darkness that is in this place, in Ruby Lake, in this world, the, the places that are held by the enemy, would be exposed to the light of the gospel for Jesus' Lord and Savior. May you be glorified. May your work be done. 
and Lord, we just want to be part of whatever you do. So guide us and direct us. And thanks again for Mr. Jay and the band and all the work that they put in, the hours and miles that they drive, and the privilege that it is to be part of their ministry, to experience the benefit we can have from ministry here in the church. In your name, Jesus. Thursday, the last day. Yeah, you can come that way. Okay, yeah, okay. they need somebody to teach them how to do it. Is that right up here? Mom, you want to come? Yeah, come on, Mom. It's called Turn on the Light, is the name of the song. Show me your bed. Go ahead. There's your bed. Yeah, go ahead. Now pretend you're standing on top of it and jumping up and down. Yeah, say no more monkeys jumping on the bed. Now pretend you're laying down and you go to sleep. How'd you do that, Mom? Say say the word sleep and show me with your hand. Sleep. Now I lay me down to sleep. Pray the Lord my soul to be. When I'm scared and I fear the night, come Lord Jesus and turn on the Thursday. What day? Thursday. I will clearly explain to boys and girls that it's not about a flashlight or a popping finger. It's about asking Jesus to be your best friend. And then he turns on the and he drives out the and boys and girls, every boy and girl in this room will have that opportunity on Thursday to be a great day to be praying. To say to Jesus, I'm good at being bad. I'm professional bad. I practice every day. Just ask my mom. They'll have a chance to say that prayer, and then they'll say, Jesus, I got a problem that only you can fix. You are the light of the world, and you can change my heart. That's what we'll be praying as they sing these words. Turn on the light. Take a look at this third verse. This is what the kids will sing on Wednesday. They won't even see the words, I'm sorry, until Thursday. When we present the gospel, they'll say this to Jesus. Sing it with mom now, like this. I let you down. I broke your rules. I pierced your heart. I'm such a fool. And still you speak into my darkest night. Come, dear child, you can't lose my love. Sing it with me. Here we go. Everybody, like this. Turn on the light. Turn on the light. When I, when I'm scared and I. Oh. 